Can you do that thing? <laughs> you can smash it. We got one more Friday to do, too. We have one more Friday. Goddamn thing, man! We never did Friday after next. No, Friday, next we Friday. Next Friday. We gotta see it before I decide if I wanna do it and shit. It might be I'm just some money grab. This is how you think. So nobody does it like nobody does. This is how I do it. <laughs> to all my neighbors, you got much flavor. I can't wait to see him. What the fuck you talking about? Montel Williams? You mean Montel Jordan? Jordan? Montel <laughs> Jordan? <laughs> I don't know how many fucking Montels are there. Williams, Jordan, just Montel, the Wait TV. Minute, the, Montel Williams, the dude that uh, had a talk show. Yeah, like the talk show. <laughs> Three black dudes, Montel. I'm sorry. Make a lot of noise over there. Whole, whole, whole lot of noise in the kitchen. <laughs> Trying to start trouble. Tr- uh oh, trouble. What's 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 trouble? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Oh. That's right. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. Keeping Zenobia on her toes over here. We are a podcast that talks about amazing movies and quotes a whole lot of them all day, every day. <laughs> and somehow they roll into each other. It makes sense, right? It, to us. To us. That's <laughs> all we care about. Shit. Shit. How you doing, Seth? I'm here. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Is that I, a good thing? I've been trying to just make very broad statements, like just answers. They'd be like, "How was it? It was. <laughs> we did. We did the thing. <laughs> it was done. What was that mean? It was done. We did the damn thing. Okay. I'm here. I got a drink. I guess I'll be the personality tonight. We got. This is gonna be different. Let's see how this turns out. What'd you make us? Ah, I made us. <laughs> what is the matter with you? I was like, oh, yes, yes. I made us this lovely cocktail called the Horny Goat. You're shitting me. This what it's called. I didn't make it up. The Horny Goat. All right. Two ounce of Bacardi Lime. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put this in a rocks glass. You build it all in the glass, fill it with some ice, and then you fill it up with Sprite, and then splash some cranberry juice in there. Gotcha. It's called the horny goat. All right. We got any of that Sprite left? A little bit. I'm going to drink it. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted it. I saw it in the fridge. I was like, oh, I want that shit. All right. Well, cheers then. Cheers. Cheers, babe. Cheers. There she goes. There she goes. Lick it up. Ooh. Cheers, baby. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. This almost tastes like a like an Arizona style drink. And a nice little uh, very refreshing. Yeah. You could barely taste the alcohol. Yeah. It's like an adult sprite. Huh? No, it's Bacardi. No, it's Bacardi. <laughs> That's rum for people who aren't versed in alcohol. It's just rum. White rum that tastes like lime. I like it. I fucks with it. I fucks with it. I fucks with it, too. I fucks with it. All right, so are you ready? I'm ready. 
for some to learn. You ready to learn some her story right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that was going. That's because never mind. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it. Um, we're gonna learn a little bit of her story on Sprite. No shit. Well, we talked about Bacardi already. <laughs> Let me grab the Sprite then. <laughs> go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. And go I ahead. don't think we've talked about cranberry, but that might be another one. But Sprite, we have had it in so many of our cocktails. I personally love Sprite. It's one of my favorites. Sprite. Boom. You remember that stupid ass commercial that they did uh, where these three dudes on the basketball court and they're trying to act all thuggish and shit. And then yes. all of a sudden they call cut. And homeboy's like, don't talk to me like a child. I oh, studied study. Hamlet at Cambridge. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. What's my motivation? What's my motivation? <laughs> I'm not going to take this. I'm going to in my trailer. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched. Sprite had some awesome commercials back in the I day. I actually watched quite a few Sprite <laughs> commercials in preparing for this. Someone had on YouTube a, a video of like. 1960s Sprites commercial no. all the way to like present day. I didn't make it to present day. I made it to like late 90s or 2000s and I like dipped out. But I'm going to give the people that, that Sprite opening. I already opened it. Damn, I thought it had <laughs> There was no pop. Well, okay. Let's talk about Sprite. Sprite was invented. <sighs> don't don't check it off. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Sprite was invented. I'm sorry. It was invented. Case closed. End of fun facts. All right, let's move on to... I'm just joking. (laughs) Sprite was invented in Germany in 1959 uh, as a lemon Fanta. So it's part of the Fanta. Fanta, Fanta, what you want now? And and as Sprite, it became Sprite in 1961 in the U.S., but it was bought by Coke back in the 40s. So it is a Coke product. It's owned by Coke. Yes, it is. So they As bought this and they started pushing it in the 60s because they had to beat their competitive 7-Up, who oh, was started in 1936. So <coughs> the mixture of lemon and lime makes their limon, is what they call it, flavors, their taste. And in the 90s okay. is when it started to focus on its hip-hop urban uh, campaign as for us. I drank the shit out of some Sprite in the 90s. I drank the shit out of Sprite always. My mom gave it to me because it was soda, but it had no caffeine. So she didn't have to deal with caffeinated Zenobia bouncing around. And I still got a soda. Me as an adult, I still You're drink it. you have to keep this out of my arm's it reach. I drink it now because it's good. It makes my stomach feel good. Uh-huh. See, Ashley doesn't get that when, like, we have, like, a certain dinner and I want a soda because it relieves the pressure, pressure. in my stomach. Yeah. So, and Sprite is real good for that because it has less sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they had commercials starring people like Heavy D. Kid and play, and I watch these commercials. They're pretty, pretty funny. Uh, Crisscross, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. That sprite will make you jump, jump. jump. They had <laughs> the lemon line make you jump, jump. 
I saw one that had a Sharon Stone in it. Word. Missy Elliott. Nice. I do remember the Missy Elliott one. And she does a little rhyme in that one, right? Yeah. And let's not forget Grant Hill, who drinks Sprite. Grant Hill drinks Sprite. Yeah. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway drinks Sprite. And you know who else does? Little Penny. <laughs> little Penny. Yes, his little puppet, whatever, marionette. And Kobe Bryant drinks Sprite. And I guess they're like biggest one now is like I remember LeBron. That. His rookie season, right? It was him versus Tim Duncan. No, the ones that I saw, all of them was against... Uh, Miss Yelly was in that too. She was, but it was great. It was Kobe, him. Bryant, Slam Dunk, Giant, outplayed yep. the Kobe, son, don't try it. It's there was Kobe and Tim most... Okay, anyway. There I'm was sorry. a couple of those. <laughs> but yeah, the most that I saw was him and Grant Hill. I think he was like kind of... He was going up against Grant Hill? Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, those were big. So Sprite became big in basketball. And it is the third best-selling soft drink in the world. What's one and two? Coke. Probably Pepsi. No Coke, Pepsi. <laughs> she's bigger, she's bigger, she's bigger. So Sprite is number three and the soft drink world and it is sold in 190 countries. How many countries are there in the world? M- more 191. Than, <laughs> is there? I don't know. It's like more than 190. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's ask the ma- Animaniacs. Do you know what Sprite means? No. It means mystical fairy-like uh, creature who lives by water. That's what a sprite is. <laughs> In what, like? I Greek feel like it's like Greek, or something yeah. like that. Okay. That's where they derive the name from. Yes. It also makes you burp. I'm sorry. And that's my history on sprite. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We put it in our drinks. We might as well talk about it that a little shit bit. It's delicious. I love it. And I love Sprite. If I go anywhere and they ask me what kind of soda I want, it's always Sprite. I like that herstory because I feel like I'm actually a part of that herstory. I grew up during the making of that. And it fits with our theme of the month. Basketball month, y'all. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. Yeah. Basketball is my favorite sport. I so love tell me what movie you picked. Down the court. We chose Rebound because I love this movie, and it's The Legend of Earl Matigold. There we go. Not uh, Martin Lawrence Rebound. It's Martin Lawrence made a rebound movie? Yeah, you remember he's a coach? It was like a little kid team. Uh-uh. It's called Rebound. Okay. No. But not that Rebound. So this is a... Uh, HBO TV movie and it was my very first or possibly second introduction to the great Don Cheadle uh, and yeah I would I watched the hell out of this movie when I was a kid Rebound The Legend of Earl the Goat Matagult so any basketball head knows who the goat is or at least they did in my time I don't know now it's just the goat is associated with the greatest of all time. Yes. Which 
is essentially derived from Earl Medical. And not everybody knows that, I don't think. But we're going to learn you tonight. We gonna learn you. So you ready for the stats? Give me that. Do you, yeah. Do you have some stats? I got. You got some numbers for me. You ready for the stats? It's basketball month. We love stats. Here's the stats. Yell out my number, sir. This movie <laughs> dropped November twenty third, nineteen ninety six. Uh huh. Yeah, baby. So this is our second nineteen ninety six movie. That was actually a really good Austin Powers. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Did that come out in 96? It, I totally feel like I it. I don't know if it came out in 96, but you did a good Austin Powers <laughs> without even trying. So, yes. That's when this movie dropped. And we did a... Last week, we did a 96 movie, so... Mm-hmm. Seems to be a trend this month. The budget for this movie is... I don't know. I couldn't find any because, like you said, this is an HBO TV movie so mm-hmm. this is a first for us because we have never done a made for tv movie ever no we haven't until now so i couldn't find who the fuck made this well i could find who made this i couldn't find how much they made this for but ron tomatoes you ready yeah <laughs> critics i don't know because there was nothing in there for the <laughs> critics <laughs> yes Stats are, they're pretty bare on this one. But the audience stats for it is 94%. Fuck yeah. So the audience is still there. If you've seen it, you love it. If you've seen it, you loved it. Zenobia's going to give it an 80. Solid, great acting. I thought that if it would have had some more money and better distributor, it probably would have been a big-ass hit. Definitely. Especially nowadays. Yeah. You know, it was HBO. Not everybody could afford HBO. Not back like, then. Like, very few people saw it because it was on HBO only. <clears throat> and there was no streaming and there was no on-demand. So you either caught it and watched it on videotape. Mm-hmm. It didn't end up at Blockbuster no. until, like, years later, I would say. I don't even know if you could buy it right now if you wanted to. No, it's hard to get a hold of. It took, <laughs> it took some doing. I had to call my contact in uh, Bangladesh again, man. <laughs> we got contacts. All right, so... Ranji be hooking it up. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Okay. Here, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this drinking game. Grab your fucking horny goat. <laughs> he was a horny goat. I'm so. horned up. He was. So just, I think that this was the perfect name for him. Um, <laughs> I told you not to be fucking in my sister's room. She smells like fucking stanky ass and <laughs> pussy or something like that. Oh, man. Everybody likes stanky pussy in there, man. My sister's going to kill me. Open up the window. Dig it out. It's open a window, man. It's open a window. That's all you had to do. He made the bed up at least. That was decent. Anyway. How you gonna throw a bunch of party with a bunch of teenagers and get mad because someone's fucking in a spare room? You got Otis Redding on the vinyl. Come on yeah, now. You man. know somebody's getting it in. You got people peeing in sinks. Anyway, so you're gonna take one simp where an Earl dunks. And nice. you're gonna take two simps when Earl double dunks, where he like goes and he dunks it and he catches it and then he dunks it again before he even touches the ground. He does hang on to the rim. But yes, so you're going to double drink on that. Okay. You're going to take a simp when you see someone doing drugs. Mm. So this is shooting up heroin 
This is the smoking weed. Smoking weed. I'm gonna take it. Even What's that I... shit, man? That's the white lady, brother. Yo, this is smack. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the white lady, brother. This is smack. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Exactly. Exactly. I don't fucking. No. I, even though I don't see weed as drugs, I'm gonna add it just so we can get drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, you gonna take a sip when someone says goat. Goat. Did he call him Nanny Goat? Nanny Goat. <laughs> I think Goat. What's I, up, Goat? Yeah, I like when he's walking to the party and was like, yo, Goat. Uh-huh. What's Everybody up, Goat? Little tracking shot. Goat. Yeah. I know, it was like the black people's uh, good fellas where you, I'm going to get the papers, get the papers. Mm-hmm. You know which one is my favorite? <laughs> At the end. What's up? That my brother's the Goat. And I don't want to fuck with him. That then my brother's is the Goat. And I don't want him fucked with. Mm, that's true. Because he was about to get himself fucking shot up. Michael Beach, man. So you going to take a simp. Uh-huh. When Earl is in class. Nice. Oh, uh, that's all right. Oh, uh, I'll be cool. I'll be quiet. The top of page 130, please. True, I said. I said it'd be quiet, all right? Don't happen that often. But when you see that motherfucker... Take a sample. I'm also going to take him studying with his teacher, like, out of class. Okay. I'm still going to take that as a sample. Uh-huh. You're going to take one simp every time Earl is playing in a tournament or you just see a tournament. Even he's at a tournament. Okay. So when you see the records tournaments, mm-hmm. you're going to take a sample. Welcome to the big league school, boy. Pig right? Fuck that, go take it to the butter. Gotcha. You gonna take a simp when Earl jumps up for his bets. So anytime he jumps up for money or for anything to get the dollar off the fucking top of the hole where the coach comes, he's like, yeah, he'll take 20 bucks and give you change on the way down. For 20, he'll make change on the way down. Then you gonna take a simp. Okay. You're going to finish your drink when young Earl gets to make out. Come on, baby. I know somewhere that ain't occupied. So when he's at that party making out with that fine, what's her name? Uh, Her name is Nicole Ari Park. Who we've talked about at least three times, I feel like. (laughs) You're going to finish your drink when he's sitting there. His friends are all peeping through the fucking door, mm-hmm. watching him. You're going to finish your drink when Goat has his baby. Yeah, I know that, Coach, but I just got off the phone with my girlfriend in the hospital. I'm a, I'm a father, man. <laughs> you must be very proud of yourself. That is an actual legit good reason to be late to anything. Is you're mm-hmm. like, literally, I just got the phone call. I'm having a baby. That's good. He's a dick. Anyway. Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Who we've also talked about. Yes, we have. You're going to finish your drink when Goat gets the park back. All I want from you is the park. One little park, man. I can't leave here without it. Mm. So what's your favorite part where he says that's the Goat and don't fuck with him? You're going to take a sip because he got his park. So okay. the kids can play. You got anything else to add? Yeah, I kind of want to veto a couple of these. Mm. 
Okay. Because this is a basketball movie, there's very pivotal moments in it. And there's very legendary moments in it. And him making out with the girl in the party is great. However, it's not crucial to the story. I would say that you finish your drink when he snatches the $20 bill. Because this is a legendary thing. It is at this time, at this point, it is a basketball lore that Earl Madigal hopped up and snatched a $20 bill from the top of the backboard. Okay. Which apparently really did happen. And he even talked about this. He's like, he jumped up there, grabbed that 20, came down, and that was that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I heard he had it in his pocket, and he pulled it out. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I almost want to add one in, and it's when Earl is reading the city game. Legendary book. He realizes in jail that there's an entire chapter about him, and that is a huge turning point for him. That's I think ultimately, that's the point when he makes that turn to change his life around. They speak first of one star who didn't go on. Oh man, it go. I can dig it. So that's the motherfucking drinking game. Uh, yes, sir. You didn't even wait on that one. No. No. Uh. <laughs> All right. So let's get it. Let's get it started. We're going to speed through this one today, people. It's an HBO movie. It's 120 minutes long. We're going to see if we can't get you out of here in half that time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So uh, the good news is there's a many, many people in this movie who we have already talked about, and therefore we get to just talk about the movie, starting with our great director who plays Diego. I think he does a hell of a job playing Diego. Just From the let moment your soul glow. Feel just it let it shine through. <laughs> I can't hit that next one. Just let your... I can't do it. So. Glow. So, so glow. <laughs> <laughs> Eric LaSalle is our director. You may know him as Daryl from Coming to America, uh, from ER, from Logan, from One Hour Photo, a number of things. But my man is our director of this movie, and he also plays Diego. Uh, he's the one who initially brings Oro Madrigal into the fold. Um, and... I love him in this man. He's so endearing. He's like he's very charming. He's clear-headed. It's just Vietnam that fucked him up, man. He brought him into the fold and what he ended up not being able to fold his arms. Yeah. That's some bullshit. It's a damn shame, man. Yeah. Like but immediately he... though, like as soon as they're on the court, he's like, hey rookie. Oh, hey, rookie! Come here, baby, you gotta run. Come on, baby, you gotta run. He's like, uh, uh, okay. Kicks mm-hmm. off the weights and gets out there and shows him what he can do. Now, I think that he did a great job in this doing, you know, double duty on having to 
have a decent part in this movie and be the director. Mm -hmm. And I do like some of the shots that he did, like, you know, the possible scene when he's in high school and they're just in the gym. The gym is small and it's not filled with a lot of people, but he smoked it up and added lights to make it look very big and grand. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, okay, I'm filling you yeah, on this. Yeah, HBO didn't want to give that money up. They didn't want to give Not on a black story. What you thinking? Come on. Black people don't watch movies. Back we don't spend they only money. only did one black movie a year. Who was, they, who was talking about but that? But they did do really good black movies, though. I'm going to say that. Oh, though. yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say it. Um... And this one... We were just listening to Robert Townsend the other day. Mm. He was talking about that. I don't know what we were watching, but he did an interview. And he's talking about, uh, yeah, they only did one black movie a year. And I auditioned for Harpo and The Color Purple. And I was like, oh, well, shit. I guess that's my year. Mm -hmm. And so that's when he decided that he's going to start making his own shit. Yeah, because we can't... We can't wait around. Mm -hmm. I was just listening to a podcast today, My Favorite Murder, which is one of my favorite. And she did a murder about... She did? Well, she didn't do a murder. <laughs> <laughs> she did a story about a murder. Got us a clear-cut um, case of moita. <laughs> in some town in the South that had, you know, racial issues where there was like a white mob going to lynching young black boy and they blew up or burnt down their black district that was... We're really thriving. But she said something at the end that she said, you know, I don't think it's fair that they make the, they don't do black history movies because they don't want to talk about the evil things that has been done in history to us. Mm -hmm. But if you don't make these movies to show people our history and make history by letting the black actors of now be able to portray them more than in just one movie once in a while is a huge something that we like need and to hear you know a white woman say that it it did it felt great i was like you were so right bitch mm -hmm. because that's exactly we don't need to have just harriet tubman movie or ray or ali which they only come out you know every other year and those are the big ones oh if i was in that one that was it oh i was in black panther so that means next year i won't be able to that's some bullshit because mm -hmm. like i said hollywood is a town but black hollywood is a neighborhood and this movie is one of those neighborhoods because like you said we've talked about half the cast already we talked about half the cast already. <laughs> big parts and little parts we've talked about half the cast mm-hmm so I'm glad that, you know, black people go out there and want to write stories for us. Mm -hmm. And we should stop calling them black movies because they're just movies. I like that. About black people. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Who were we talking about again? <laughs> what? I went on a tangent? Uh, we haven't talked about really anybody except the director at the moment. Um, he went to Tish. Did he? Yeah, he got a BFA in drama okay. in 1984, so he is an educated man, which you could totally see, even when he's like a heroin fiend, no-armed junkie, mm -hmm. you still could hear that just... That, yeah. He's got that vibrance and that eloquence. And yeah, it just come out, because he's a doctor. He played a doctor for about 15 years, man. Mm -hmm. I liked him <laughs> in Logan, dude. yeah. You remember that part? Mm -hmm. He plays. The, he's the only dude that like takes them in. Yeah, and he's he looks good. He he's still be working. Right? You know, yeah. 
handsome ass. And I didn't know he directed this movie, and I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, Annie's in this. Actor directors, man. So before we dive into the rest of this cast, I think we should talk about the real Earl Matigold okay. for a moment because I love basketball and I love talking about basketball. Earl Matigold was the greatest basketball player that never was, as most say it. He grew up during the times. You know what? I'm going to take that back because I kind of want to make it more mythological, you might say. So Earl Madigal was born in 1944, grew up in Harlem, New York, played at Rucker Park. Anybody who knows street basketball knows of the world-famous Rucker Park. And Rucker held these semi-pro tournaments, and this was before there was very many black players in the NBA. And even if there was, there was like one or two to a team. So Bill Russell was in, you know, uh, Elgin Baylor was in, but like not very many at all. And the best players were playing at Rucker Park. So you're talking about Connie Hawkins, you're talking about Wilt Chamberlain, Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, Earl the Pearl Monroe. All these people were playing against each other and making each other better. They all made it to the league eventually. Sadly, some of them a little too late. So like Connie Hawkins' best days were played in uh, the ABA, not in the NBA. So What's the ABA stand for? Amateur Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. So most of his numbers could have been well beyond what they were. Sadly, by the time he actually played in the NBA, his legs were not young and vibrant anymore. You know? But they all eventually made it to the NBA. All except Earl Medical. So, a lot of the things that happen in this movie are absolutely real. He really did hit 57 points in a junior high school game. Yep. He really did... uh, jump up and snatch a $20 bill from the top of the backboard. He really did do that signature double dunk that you're talking about. That's two points. That's two motherfuckers. He's like, <laughs> ducked out. That's two motherfuckers. <laughs> they are out. I love that so much. Go. Come down to Brooklyn talking that shit. Mm-hmm. They still, uh, Goat really did wear ankle weights during practice mm-hmm. as a kid, and that's kind of how he got his... I started doing that. His height on his jumping, that makes sense. Yeah. You should do that to long jumpers. And, uh, yeah, for sure. That would make so much sense. Dude, when I was in like a maybe ninth grade, 10th grade, I would practice with ankle weights, and I would play against players in order to push myself a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And I, they wouldn't know that I had them on because I would wear those breakaway uh, sweatpants. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when we actually played a pickup game, I'd be like, hold up, hold up. And I would take these fucking ankle weights off and like, you motherfucker, you've been wearing ankle weights this whole time. Hey, hey, get on his ass. <laughs> and I just go right past him. Because as soon as you take those things off, you feel like you're flying. You're light. So this is the only picture that I could find that showcases how high Earl Madigal really could jump. 
And as you can see, his feet are where this man's knees are in the tip-off. And he wasn't but 5'11", maybe 6'1", tops. Well, Don Cheadle's... 5'8", five, 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 yeah, that's what it said. He's not tall. You know. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, that's a little bit of uh, the story of Earl Madigal. And you know how he got his name? Yeah. How did he get his name? He had a junior high teacher who could not pronounce his last name right. And so it was pronounced like Manny Goat. Mm. And they were like, Goat, you call him a goat. You know how kids are in junior high. And fucking that fucking right, shit yo. stuck. It worked for him. And that's where we get the goat. And somewhere along the line, somebody figured out that goat is an acronym for greatest of all time. I hope he did. <laughs> oh yeah, it started with him. No, I hope he's the one who realized. He's the one that's like, yeah, I'm a goat, motherfucker. Stands for greatest of all time. Yeah, because I hope somebody's like, give goat. me the rock. <laughs> what does that stand for? <laughs> mm, you eat grass? Like what? You know, they're all making fun of him. He's like, I'm the greatest. Bitch. Yeah. So, you want to dive into this cast? This head first. Starting with young Earl Medigold, a.k.a. Colin Cheadle. Yeah. At first, I saw that. I was like, what? Like, I always saw it. And I was like, how the hell did they make Don Cheadle look so young? It's <laughs> a motherfucking brother. I always thought, how the hell did they get the perfect per- young person mm-hmm. to play this guy? So young Earl Medigold is played by Colin Cheadle, Don Cheadle's younger brother. Yep. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. There was no fun facts. I tried. <laughs> I looked for him because I wanted to know what the hell is going down in the DM with this dude. But I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> he, he didn't follow in the, the family. He don't need he, to. He did a few things. He's like chilling. He probably watches Don's but fucking she... house for him when he's out. Got to make out with Nicole Ari Park. <laughs> I would fuck up over and over and be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we take that back? I wasn't really in the moment. My eyes were open. Mm. It was weird. It was awkward. <laughs> Can we just? She's so fine. Though. She is. Damn. Uh, yeah. Michael well, Ralph. I was like, dang, her beauty just fucked you up. I, I was going to like say, like, all right, since we're already talking about her, but we'll talk about her in a minute. Okay. Uh, Michael Ralph plays Dion. I wanted to give him a little shout out. I think he does a hell of a job from playing basketball to the slow progression of him becoming a drug dealer. Uh, and you see how he does it and everything. Like the same girl that was puking in the bathroom is the one that's coming up to him in the crowd asking for a handout. Or she's giving him a little bit of change, but like for the most part, she's not giving him much oh, money. Yeah, that's Tanya. pulled them all in. When he's pissing in the sink, because Tanya's in the bathroom puking, Tanya's the one that comes up to him later all strung out trying Ooh. to get some drugs out of him. He does a good job. Yeah. Meanwhile, LeGrant sees him from across the court. Okay, motherfucker, I see you. You're not big enough yet, but you better watch yourself. You better watch yourself. Ah, <sighs> goddamn. Just selling this shit. She does. And I just like his, his flair and his character. He always he had was funny. high aspirations. Yeah. You know? He would have been a great drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been great selling that crack to those kids. Entrepreneur, man. 
But even when he's on the court, like they're talking about. Yeah, he's like the best shit talker. Yeah, I mean, he's just somebody hype man. guard me, please. I think they should. He's the best hype man. He's sitting there yeah. smoking the weed and. Is he the one that moons him out the back of the it bus? It sure is his booty ass <laughs> pushed up against him. Close that fucking door. Yeah, he did a a great job. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him at something, I'm always like, oh, there he is. And he's is. been continually working. He do. Uh, he does a lot of uh, voiceover work now. Mm. So he's in Frozen 2 and The Incredibles 2 and some movie called Onward that's coming out this year. I love it. He's doing his thing, man. Crown Heights. Uh, he d- still sticks to live action as well. Uh, but he was in Maze Runner and oh, he yeah. did um, Deadpool. Okay. As voiceover work. Okay. You know? So somehow he got into that and kept going with it. So big ups to you, Michael Ralph. Keep doing your thing. Uh, my goodness, Nicole Ari Parker. She does we a great talked job. about her in Boogie Nights. Yes, we did. We talked about her in This Christmas. We talked about her in Remember, Remember the, Titans. the Titans. So this is the fourth time she's fourth time. been on here. She keeps finding her way. I ain't got no more fun facts to say except that she is fine. She does great to this acting. Day, she's gorgeous. She's fun. I like that we get to see her again. See. Earl all cracked out and she Dude, looks that at breaks him your heart, like, doesn't it? She's like, is that the goat? Do oh, not fuck. Take that kid's virginity. I get, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, it's tough, dude, because he's out there panhandling at the one person. Then he sees her and he like looks the other way, but it's too late. She already recognizes him. And that it's sucks because like, I do be trying to do the slide like... I don't want to look at somebody when I see somebody I know. Can you imagine if it's something like that? Where <sighs> last time you saw him, this your friend who hooked you up said, this guy is a surefire rise to the top superstar. Yeah. And now living on the street. Change? Begging for change. Do you have any change? Damn. Any change? Yeah. But she still looks great. You Always. Know? Somehow she was smart and she got out of that life. Like, you see the struggle in her face when uh, Eric LaSalle's t- character tells her to take Earl into the kitchen. He's there, go and get him she looks to at drink. him like, you really want me to take this little boy into the kitchen? Yeah, I had a little issue right. with this, too, because she's asking him, like, are you in high school? And he's mm-hmm. like, not even in high school yet. He's about to be in high school. Yeah, you know, I'm about. that means that you're like 13. 14. <laughs> 14. But yeah, whatever. It's still, you know, it's a child and an adult. Well, that bitch is at least 18, 19, mm-hmm. probably damn near 20. So yeah. That's... She said she went to his school. Not for long. For a while. For a while. Yeah. I went there. Mm. For a little while. That is Miss Nicole Ari Parker. Keep doing your thing. And we're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to talk about Mr. Clarence Williams the third. I'm Cuban B. <laughs> Cuban B? Yes, Cuban B. We have talked about him, I guess, twice now. Samson. Always. I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Well, we talked to him on that. We talked about him on life. He was a... Uh, oh, the yeah. Drug that you they thought he this ain't my daddy's watch. <laughs> you know, I was going to leave. But your wife begged me to stay. She begged me to stay. You just committed murder, boy. 
Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, uh. What was his name? Hancock. We just gonna take Hancock up here, you know, you know, we gonna go this. Winston. Winston Hancock. Yeah, we gonna get he in the car drunk. with you. That's all. Look like he dead. <laughs> <laughs> Check out his profile picture, though. You said about five miles down the road. Look, I know. He looked like the heavyweight champion of pimps. Of uh, pimps. <laughs> That's him in the mob squad. That was like his first like claim to fame. Dude. This fro and like big ass collar. But he's such an asshole in this movie. When is and he I've not an asshole? Hated coaches like that. <laughs> they put such restrictions on you that you no longer enjoy playing. Yeah. It's a game. When you take the fun out of something that you have to do, it's 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 not worth doing it. No. It's like you trudge through just to get past this person. Like if you took the cocktails out of the show. I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? You want sober me to give you facts? I can do that anytime. Exactly. <laughs> but so he plays the replacement coach of the college, Smith College, that Earl goes to. And he's a fucking asshole. You know, he's very much a by the book, by, excuse me, by the numbers <laughs> person. Uh and he's all about like uh, basketball is a team game, which I absolutely agree with, but not to the degree that he's talking about. Like, I want four passes each time down the court. Motherfucker, if the man is open right under the rim, pass it to him. Give me this four passes down the court shit. I feel that for practice. For practice, not in the game. I don't feel that for the game. No. You need to be you able to, to capitalize on the moment. One. Whatever your coaching technique is for whatever sport you're doing cannot constantly be the same because you are not constantly going to have the same players. They're not going to be skilled in the same areas as nope. last season, people. Even if it is the same people with a couple new ones in there, it's not going to be the same dynamic. My body is not the same. And when you see someone out there who is a star and you notice it, you start building the team around them. You don't like, we are all one. Day. No, the Lakers would not have been the Lakers if it wasn't built around Kobe. Mm-hmm. They needed the him. Same they thing needed in the magic. 80s. Same thing they in the need... 70s. It <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have been Kareem. what it was without Kareem. It wouldn't have been what it was magic without Magic. Don't get me Kobe. wrong. We had AC Green. We had James Worthy. We had Vlade. We had all these people. But you build um, your Kobe team. Kobe had Shaq and Ben Axel and all that. Around Jones. them. But exactly. You've got to find what works for this particular team. You got to adapt with the players that you have. Yeah. And it pisses me off every time coaches try and put you in a box. He reminded me a lot heart of isn't in it anymore. Rashad's high school. I hated that coach. Shit. My high school coach, fucking douchebag. And you like I said, you can't think the same thing is going to work with a different team. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work. I think I told you about that shit, right? Yeah. How I got uh, taken off the court because I threw a behind-the-back pass mm. instinctively. It's just, let it go. You just, if you scored, what the fuck are you pissed about? Exactly. It was a perfect fucking pass. If anything, I'd be like, at, at practice, I'd be like, look, you did a good job. Just to pull down the showboat a little bit. Just bounce the shit and just do the shit. We need to work on something else. Let's work on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he did a great job of being a dick. He didn't care. His, you know, now the opposite chitlin 
a record league or whatever mm-hmm. he's fucking saying. Oh, the wrong. He says uh, this is a team game, not one of Rucker's jive ass tournaments. Jive ass. Right after he was just told that Rucker died. One, I'm gonna give the coach the benefit of the doubt because he didn't know. Yeah. However. However. You still a motherfucking dick. Yeah, because if you know who he is and know what he's doing, then you know that his goal, Rucker's goal, is to elevate these Mm -hmm. kids out of the ghetto and have them do something other. I want them to work on this basketball so that colleges might want them. Mm -hmm. So that they gain some confidence. And as a black man, you should know that that shit is hard. Yeah. And you should be honoring me like, thank you for pulling the ones out that we think that we can help. Because Earl literally had everything handed to him. Not handed to him, but he was in this, at least in this movie, mm-hmm. he was given, you know, a home, even though his family did. His parents did abandon him and he yeah. lived with an Loretta aunt Divine. or, yeah, Loretta Divine. Mm-hmm. Black mama one. number one. And, you know, he she gave him everything that he could need, you know, food, home, love. He went to school. He didn't even have to fucking show up to class. Yeah. He fucked that up. And I love up. Forrest Whitaker's line about that. They told you you didn't have to go to class. You didn't even class. have to come. That man told you you don't have to go to class. But they never told you that you weren't allowed to go to class. But they and never you told you... That you weren't allowed. Yeah. That's two different things. Uh-huh. Go to class. They didn't say, thank you for your basketball, but can you just go sit out in the hall and smoke weed? No. They just said, you don't really have to show up because we just want to pass you so that you can keep, keep, keep playing. Keep mm-hmm. And he fucks that up. He goes to the academy. He gets the chick pregnant. And he... You know, I mean, fuck, he just keeps fucking initially up. Initially, he fucks it up by not going along with the white coach who wants him to join the track team. I kind of would have did that because he said he didn't even have to go to practice. All you got to do is show up once a week and jump. And I understand that, you know, it wasn't his focus. Yeah, it's not his focus. It's not his passion. He's clearly stated basketball is a year-round thing for me. Yeah. Which I absolutely understand, especially in New York. Basketball is a year-round sport. They play in the snow? If, as long as it's not snowing, they're playing. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't like to do anything if it's snowing. I want to just be inside looking at it. But outside. I don't think that he knew that the coach was going to do him dirty the way that he did. I tried to see if this was true. I couldn't find any of that if that was true. But he did get kicked out for, for smoking, smoking weed. weed. But that could have been brought on by a teacher who was like, yo, I saw the kids out there smoking weed. Yeah. Uh, So Loretta Devine does play his surrogate mother. Black mama. She's so sweet. Always. Even when she's not sweet, she's Mm -hmm. still sweet. She breaks my heart, man. When he, years later, when they're in the police station. And she sees him. She wants to believe him so bad. Like even. She's like, wait. It's it's been almost two years. It's like, no, no, it ain't. No, No. tell me what month it is. What month is it? When I came, it was cold, right? And she's like, yeah. yeah, it was. It was cold. Wait a minute. He's trying to explain himself. When I got back, right? Yeah, it was I'm cold. Okay, it was, it was cold. cold. It was cold. It was cold. Wait, it's only like March. Get your fucking hands off of me. It's only like March or April, right? Right. He's just trying. That just really uh, puts in the, if anybody is trying to convince you that it's only been 
a couple months when it's been years. They're on that shit. They're on that shit or they're mentally gone that you're just like, fuck, just hearing that. You're like, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, then, yeah, please take him. And At Monica that point, Calhoun I'd be like. Calhoun is right there, dude. And she's the mother of his child and she don't want nothing to do with him. She's there for Loretta. Why would you want to have anything to do with uh-huh. him? Uh-huh. I don't know. I get it. You know, he fucked up. He fucked up because she was sitting the here. The fucked up thing is he went back. Because he wanted to do right by his uh, baby and his girl. Yeah. And sadly, it's just the pressure was too much. And he folded under the pressure. His friend died right in his arms. Yeah. You know? She... His other friend comes back from the war with no hands. She had a reason to leave. He loses everything. She had a reason to go and get herself and her child mm-hmm. away from him. Yeah, don't get me wrong. She did exactly what she had to do. She, had to do. she did it. To I feel so bad abilities. because she was a very smart, intelligent woman. You know, in a nice black academy, she probably would have had some great, done some great things, but got caught up in this, and you know, had to mm-hmm. be on the grind to raise her child, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, but she also made a wonderful life for herself she and did. her. Uh, her son. Yeah, they weren't, you know, living on the street. Yeah, they weren't living on the street. They weren't going without. She was teaching uh, her son right from wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, she made the best of her circumstances. She did, and uh, she l- had to let Earl go. Yeah, it's a damn shame, but you know these things happen. Uh, but yeah, Monica Calhoun did a great job. We'll Monica, Monica, Monica. Monica. She's behaving horribly. Monica different, is... Different Monica. Different Monica, but this Monica is on oh, Best we, Man. Yeah, we're going to talk about her on the Best Man. Best Man Holiday. Yeah. Getting kissed on the forehead by sexy-ass Tay Diggs. Uh, <sighs> sealed it with a kiss to her frontal lobe. I know. He gave himself up too, damn. Fuck, I know what that shit means. He might as well just wrote his social security number <laughs> under everybody's fake name because that is how obvious. I don't know why we're talking about that. That's not this movie. We're talking about fictitious encounters of different people of accounts that I've gone through. Yeah, right. Yeah. Buddy. You only know about six people. You put them all <laughs> in this goddamn book. <laughs> So, Monica Calhoun, we're going to talk about you very soon. Monica. The Best Man and the Best Man Holiday and many other things. we got to do the Players Club. Rashad said that to me, and he was, like, yes. naming everybody in it. Dude, And he was like, you should have did that. AJ for- Johnson, Bernie Mac, uh, oh, Jamie Foxx, yeah. Ice Cube, Monica did. Calhoun, uh-huh. uh, Old Girl from the Wood. Yeah. So many people. A lot of people. Uh-huh. But anyway. <laughs> Rashad was like, you should do that for Black History Month. And I was like, yes, that is what I like to promote on my show is that our that. Black History Month is... Pimping and hoeing like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas at strip clubs. I don't need that shit. All right. The entrepro. Entrepro Negroes. Yes. <laughs> this is true. First of all, first of all, I'd like to welcome y'all. Hey, everybody <laughs> to the Players Club. <laughs> we all don't keep going. Who else? Uh, so we got uh, Mufasa is in here. <laughs> Mufasa. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. James Earl Jones. I found some fun facts. What'd you find? So James Earl Jones' father was a prize fighter. 
Mm-hmm. And he turned into an actor. They were estranged for a long time up until like James Earl Jones was like in adulthood. Mm-hmm. And his dad's name is Robert Earl June Jones. So there's that. And I have seen him before. He was in The Sting in 1973, in The Witness in 1985, and Sleepaway Camp in 1983. Hmm. But they both starred together on Broadway in Of Mice and Men. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I would have died to see that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. That's awesome. And he is the first, James Earl Jones, is the first guest to ever guest star on Sesame Street. <laughs> Can you tell me how to get and anybody who's anybody to, to Sesame Street has been on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. And he started it. Yes, he yes he did. That's I awesome. thought those were cool fun facts. I found them mm-hmm. since we've talked about them a couple times. He's only been nominated for one Oscar. I find that very hard to believe. What was it for? I don't know. But he's only been nominated once. I feel like we probably have talked about that. But yeah. I he's, don't know. He's in here quick. Uh, he is Earl's saving grace, you might say. So Rucker contacts... Oh, it was for The Great White Hope in 1970. That was the last time. Outstanding actor in a motion picture. The 70s? He's mm-hmm. gotten better since the 70s. Come on, peeps. I'm anyway. oh, sorry, a, a best actor in a leading role, The Great White Hope, yeah. 1970. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Earl Jones is amazing. Um, but Rucker tells, all, tells him everything of the situation and explains to him that, uh, I like his, uh, his little speech, you know, the man I'm looking for is 10 feet tall. I talked to Holcomb, but according to him, the boy I'm waiting for is 10 feet tall. He walks on air. And calls himself Goat. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's me. I'm the goat. Yeah, that's me. He's like, oh, well. Welcome to school, son. Welcome to the school. <laughs> Who's this short, dark-skinned brother? I thought you were supposed to be as tall as... What is this person? He goes, uh, he drops higher than giraffe pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that hype man at the, mm-hmm. at the Rucker tournament? Mm-hmm. By the way, before I forget, we got to mention uh, the people that are in that tournament. So, as we stated earlier, uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe was in there, uh, Connie the Hawk Hawkins, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain was in there, and he is played by none other than Mr. Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. I find that hilarious. Well, there you go. And now, you know, because Kevin Garnett is in uh, Uncut Gems. I ain't seen it yet, but I heard it's good. Listen, I heard it is good. I remember he was all about those diamonds. I heard it's really, those big really ass good. diamonds in his ears. You know, I love Adam Sandler, so I love I'll, Adam Sandler. I'll give his stupid movies a try. Even though they're dumb, I'll be like, that was dumb, but it was Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got three people to talk about. Like I said, we're powering through this one. I'm going to see if we can't do this quicker for you people. Um, Can I throw in some fun facts real quick? Throw in them fun facts. Okay. So. Um, the real goat, mm-hmm. when he tried to, <laughs> this shows where my brain is right now. I was like, <laughs> when he tries to audition for the team, <laughs> <laughs> try out. <laughs> when, he, when he went to the open tr- audition Jeez. to 
uh, be a player, mm -hmm. to play a player <laughs> for the amateur league, he was denied. And they wouldn't take him. This is after his drug addiction and after he went to jail and he came out. Yeah. By the time he was kind of... He had a bad he, heart by this time. He was 25, but still he yeah, was just... Yeah, only 25 years old and just couldn't get back to it. Just can't get right. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Can't get right. <laughs> so once he couldn't do that anymore, he was kind of like really sad. Yeah. But the Harlem Globetrotters asked him to join their team, and really? he turned them down. Uh, Which I kind of wish he would have took that because, one, we would have got to have some footage and got to see him. He would have stayed cleaner because, you know, you're on the road all the time, and you're on a team and running and shit, and people are going to be like, he's real sluggish today. He must be on that heroin, and they're not going to let that fly. So yeah. that would have been a great thing for him, I think, but mm -hmm. he did turn that down. I mean, he probably didn't see it as real basketball. He saw it as a circus basketball. Yeah, well... And he's also not known as a great passer. It's more so, give me the ball and I'll get to the rim. Well, then that just would have been his talent. And, or he would have been the guy who has the bucket of the confetti that he throws on people. He's going to be the guy that shoots from the bleachers. Yeah. Boopsy. Stephen Curry That's style. That's he could have jumped. They could have put the ball on the top of the thing. He could have jumped up and grabbed it and dunked it. Yeah. I mean, there was just a bunch of things he could have done. So but many things. It was not his. Uh, I always wanted to go see the Harlem Globetrotters. I've never seen them. I've seen them once as a kid. Yeah. Well, next time they come, we should go. Down. The tickets are cheap. Down. It's fun. Uh, they sell booze. We could bring kids. I'm in there. You know what I think of when I think of that? I can't I even whistle right now. I think of uh, How I Met Your Mother, where they have, like, the other team, the generals. Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're the only ones that wear their, their uniforms. They're like, come asses. on. They're never going to win. They never win. That's the point. Never. I do think it's semi-fucked up that the generals are always white, but I think it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> okay. You got to um, give us one. <laughs> Shit. I think the white people will be fine. They're fine. You guys have so many. We can have one. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about somebody that we've already talked about before on the gl the Glimlins. Wow. The Gremlins? Yeah. We what are you talking about? Didn't we talk about them on the Glimlins? The Glimlins? Gremlins? What did we talk about on the Gremlins? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Do you? Glenn Turman. We talked about him. He gets killed. He's the only... Black person in the town, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's the first one to hey, die. Man. He's like, he you want this? My hand. You want the Snickers? Ah! So yum, yum. We only seem to have him in movies for like a scene or two. Yeah, but I just wanted to throw some fun facts about him because we talked about because he's in this one. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he, the original coach of the college before. Um, Clarence Williams takes over. And I think it would have been a whole different experience if he mm -hmm. would have been the coach. So he was originally married to Aretha Franklin from 1978 to no 1984. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? Word. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And back in the 70s, I'm going to say that he was kind of a thing. 
because he was cast in a role that we all know so well. Okay. But ended up not keeping the role of Han Solo in the Star Wars. He was supposed to be Han Solo. Yes. And then they gave it to Harrison Ford. Motherfuckers. Well, it it makes sense because either Han Solo is going to be black, which I doubted because that or role was huge. Or is going to be black. Orlando is going to be black. Okay. I love Lando, though. I think he... Lando even though he's like a semi-traitor yeah. like, a little bit, especially in the first one, but... Yeah. He always comes back. He has the coolest line. His hair is always nice and slick back for space. Like, who could hate him? Okay. But yeah, so I feel like that's probably a reason why he didn't get cast. I got you. you can't have two black people, especially in the Well, he, he plays Don Cheadle's father later on. In what? House of Lies. Oh! He's his pops, yo. You're right. <laughs> I like him in that one, too. You're right. Well, did you know that he was a cowboy? What do you mean? He was a cowboy in rodeos. He, a oh, performer, no And he won the state uh, regional team roping finalist. And he placed in the top five rodeo finalists of Oklahoma City. Nice. So he's a nice little country boy out there. Can Whoa, thank God I'm a country boy. <laughs> thank God Come I'm on. a country Green Acres is, is the place to be. I'm glad that you're thinking the Form same thing of me. Form living is, is the life for me. me. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? Out so far and wide. <laughs> we need to do son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie so buddy. much, buddy. I don't know. Got to get past Forrest Whitaker first. Do you know what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar means? No, I don't. In Arabic, it means noble servant of the powerful one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I thought I'd throw that out there since I doubt we'll have another movie with this fool in it. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, okay. He he, he he pops up, I guess. You're right. He'd be popping up. We got to do Game of Death. Bruce Lee, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a student of Mr. Bruce Lee. Uh-huh. He also did yoga his entire life, which is how he stayed injury-free. Ooh. Yeah. Yoga is the place to be. I stretch all the time, so that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's the reason why dunking was banned in the NCAA. Yes, he is. Because he was just too damn Couldn't stop him, good. Dude. Could not stop him. Can't stop him. Can't stop the music. And like, he's like, okay, let me get this sky hook going. <laughs> Stop that shit. Oh, no, you can't? Okay, I guess I'll just be the leading scorer in NBA history. It's fine. <laughs> no big deal. But Count it. Biatch. <laughs> okay, so Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker plays Holcomb Rucker. I love him as Holcomb Rucker. Yeah. You know, I think he does a great job. We've also talked about him. In what? In Black Panther. Uh-huh. That's it. Oh, that's it? We got to get uh Fast Time at Ridgemont High. That's what I want to do, yo. Yeah. So we can get Baby Forrest Whitaker. I know. Dude, <laughs> he was built. Mm-hmm. Athlete, man, back then. That's why his brother back thought he was going to kill him when his car was crashed. Uh-huh. I get scared of him. That Forrest Whitaker, too. For sure. Or Platoon, he's in that, too. He's in that. He's in Bloodsport. He's in all kinds of shit. The Last King of Scotland. Scotland. Yep. Lee Daniels, the butler. The butler. Dude. 
but anyway, uh, in this one, he plays Holcomb Rucker, who was a real person. Yes. Is a real park. Yes. Um, was a park supervisor. Yes. And did put on these uh, semi-pro tournaments. Yes, he did. A lot of them. <laughs> stupid. Was that enough yeses? I, all of them were different. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, so he did a good, a great job. Great fucking job. Great mentor. There needs to be more people out in the world like Holcomb Rucker and Forrest Whitaker. How'd he die? Holcomb Rucker? Yeah. I don't know. I forgot to look it up. I mean. I thought about it. Like, how did he, they didn't say anything. Strangely enough, I'm pretty sure he had a heart condition as well. <sighs> Breathing in those fumes. I don't know. Uh... But uh, he did die, and his park lives on. His park lives Legendary on. fucking park, dude. Except it's probably all genderfied, and it's like a bunch of like hipster I people with coffees. I highly yeah. doubt it, because that is, there's a... Um, I don't know, Harlem is super getting genderfied, so... Even still, Rucker Park, I don't think they'll ever give it up. Especially basketball players. It's a whole different species. And that park, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, on the day-to-day, absolutely. But when these tournaments go on, hell no. This oh, is where yeah. N1 Mixtapes was mm-hmm, born, mm-hmm. you know. I thought Rucker that was park like is Beach. hollowed ground. That's true. You know, but like you it said, is sacred. people don't know the history. And if you don't know the history, you if don't you, care. If you're a basketball player, you do. They're like, who the fuck is Rucker? Especially if you're East Coast, New York Native basketball player? Oh, you know. I don't know. I feel like generations below us don't like to look into history. That's true. They're a little lazier. Yeah, so you say just because you're a basketball player, you I might mean, only shit know. It hasn't changed that much in the last 10 years. It I has. hope it hasn't. It has. I pray that it hasn't. It At has. least I pray that it hasn't reached basketball lore. It's gone. It's damn, dude. And we're going to get into this in the later uh, next couple episodes, too. Matter of fact, our next two movies take place in New York as well. So we're going to talk about a whole lot of people, legendary street basketball players. But not tonight. Tonight we talk about Mr. Michael Beach. LeGrand. Hey, babe, you got a fun fact about Michael Beach? Are you taking a shit? (laughs) (laughs) He's really cool. He's really cool. Okay. How cool? (laughs) Too cool. I'm too cool. (laughs) I want a victory. (laughs) How tough are you? Too strong. Too strong? How strong? I'm too strong. It's true. She said he's Yeah, really we're going to cool wait talent. until you flush before you come and say that. <laughs> she said he's really cool and talented, and I believe it. So uh, Michael Beach plays LeGrant, and he is the kingpin of Harlem at this time, you might say. We've also talked about him. We have talked about him. And lean on me. Lean on me when, when you're not strong. I feel like, wait. your friend. No, that's a half. That's just me being drunk. Go ahead. Who? Nothing, because I'm just saying, you're going to be like, girl, not all black people look the same. We do not all look the same. <laughs> True. <laughs> you don't look nothing like my brothers. 
Technically, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We're so, brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right. Cut and print. Beautiful, guys. Dynamite. <laughs> so, um, I think he does a great fucking job, dude. I thought that he was going to throw him off the roof. I mean, he like could have. No one gave takes, a shit. This was pro- probably one of Michael Beach's more meteor roles, you know, that he got to stretch his acting ability and show people what he's really capable. The subtlety in the things that he does are very, very good. That's why I wanted to do Soul Food. Oh, fuck yeah. But see, like even in Soul Food, don't get me wrong, he plays the highs and the lows. In this one, he plays the in-betweens. Because he's tough. He's the villain. Yeah. You know? I he's like the him, antagonist. Though. But I... Here's the thing. He's a likable villain. I ain't got no problem with he's him. He's a silver tongue he's snake funny. in the grass. I mean, the worst thing he did was get Earl hooked on this got shit. Got him hooked on that shit. But he wasn't that bad. He even gave him the park. Yeah, you know that's him, uh, him free behind, the, behind the ski mask. Oh, of course. You know, and that's why he doesn't, uh, Earl doesn't get shot after Dion does. The damn shame about your boy Dion. You know, he should have kept his game on the court where it belonged. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's fucking goat. All right. Let me give you a pass, goat. It could either be goat or it could be someone he sent and it. Either way, they know who they Goat know is. They know who the Goat is. <laughs> they know who he is. And I don't want to be the one who shot him. That there is the Goat, and I don't want him fucked with. Yeah. I do like the line that he says. What is it? It's been and, a business doing pleasure with you. Or, I like that word. But, or anything that could have happened did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. He's got some, some hidden gems in there for yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't. What does he say? I don't sort up my vines for nobody. Mm. <laughs> Come he, on, Legrand. He's always looks fine. It reminds me of what's his name from the wood. It's like, uh, oh, you know, you could be a pimp like me because you know I gotta stay clean. <laughs> he's like, man. <laughs> he always looks Wrong. fine. I feel like he just recently started to look his age, mm. but he's always looked this age that he is in this movie for a long forever. time. Uh, a long time. He does a good job. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him definitely again. I like him in Aquaman. He is kind of the bad guy in that too. We're going to check him out in um, Cherish the Day pretty soon. Okay. Uh, Ashley got the opportunity to work with him on the first season of Cherish the Day. He plays a character named Ben. Uh, that is going to be on the O Network. And we're going to support him as well as uh, Miss Smashley. Smashley. Uh, Ooh, that but, was a uh, sleepy, tired, like, air raid. <laughs> it <laughs> is <laughs> one in the morning over here, people. Oh, we're, my goodness. We're, okay. We're pushing through, though. Let's push it. Gotta push it real pushing. good. Oh, no. <laughs> did we pass Forrest Whitaker? Because I had a fun fact. We did do Forrest Whitaker. Okay, Forrest Whitaker fun fact. Forrest Whitaker fun he fact. He was cast as Sawyer in the TV show Lost. I've never seen it. you never seen Lost? Mm-mm. J.J. Abrams? I've heard of it. I've just never watched a single episode. 
Well, you can watch every single episode on Hulu, bitch, because they're all on there. I like this it. This show is now sponsored by Hulu. Thank you so much. It's not, but Hulu and Netflix need to because literally we watch your <laughs> shit all day. Um, so, yeah, he if was. If you want to subscribe to Hulu, click on the link in the box below. Hatash. <laughs> uh, what is uh, it? Uh, backslash. backslash. Lights, camera, cocktails. Mm hmm. No. LCC. Dot com and you will save 10% off your first three month subscription. None of this shit's real, y'all. <laughs> but you should write them and say, hey, sponsor these kids. All right. Um, <laughs> so he was supposed to be Sawyer on Lost, which personally, as a huge fan of Lost, uh, I don't. I don't know if I could have saw that. But Forrest Whitaker could do anything, so maybe mm. it would have been great. But he turned it down to direct First Daughter in 2004. With Katie Holmes. Did he now? <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what the fuck, Forrest Whitaker? You could have been in Laos. Instead of a movie I watched in 2005 on HBO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. That's all I got on. Well, it is time to talk about the man of the hour. Mr. Don Cheadle. Oh. A.K.A. Ice tray. This is <laughs> this is awesome that you're talking to me, Mrs. AKA, Don Cheadle. <laughs> what the hell is his name? Kung Fu Kenny. Kung Fu Kenny. Kung Fu Kenny. Ain't nobody praying for him. <laughs> his name is Lee. Goddamn it. His name is Lee. <laughs> Lee, we would love to see that, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we, Lee? That? AKA Rody. Mm-hmm. In every fucking what's it called? Iron Man's. Uh huh. Yep. AKA the DNA worker in Kendrick Lamar's new video, DNA. <laughs> or not his new video, uh, 2017. Sorry. Tell me. You see, you've seen that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, please tell me because Don Cheadle does like the fucking best lip singing to that. And that song is amazing in itself. But he just does such a good job. You're like, man, why aren't you a rapper? And <laughs> Have Kendrick Lamar write for you and just be a rapper. He can do it all, man. People write for Drake and look how fucking famous that fool is. He's got a movie coming out next year. Surprise, surprise. Space Jam 2. <gasps> <laughs> he gonna be in Space Jam 2. Is he gonna be the Bill Murray of it? I don't know. He's just in it. He's he just listed as it. actor, which means it's a secret. All right. He's probably either himself or maybe he's doing like a voice of like the Mops, Mod Squad. Oh, yeah. He could be. We'll see. Either way, I'm glad that he's in it. Either way, I'm Get watching it. Don. Uh, you know what's interesting? Uh, since we're talking about Don Cheadle, I have a fun fact for you. Uh, not so much a fun fact as much as a anecdote. Uh, he is one of those actors that is very much pro actors. So he, I don't remember where he said this. But he said, if you want to be an actor, nobody can stop you from being an actor. You just have to do it. You can work on this on your own. You can go to the store. You can buy a monologue book. You can work mm-hmm. on these monologues. You can read plays. You can perform them. You can do whatever you want. It is up to you. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But I always appreciated his interpretation of that. And the man's a hell of an actor. You know what I love when he's playing the uh, the biker mm-hmm. in uh, what is it called? Oceans 11, 12, 13. 
whatever it is. Like, I'm, is a, I'm a goddamn American. <laughs> that one <laughs> is part two. Part one. He's in part one and part two. He, he's in part three. He's in part three too. But no, that's part, part three because he's talking to Al Pacino when he does that. Oh, he is talking to Al Pacino. Yeah. And you shook hands with Sinatra. You should know better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, fucking... I watched all those dumb movies. Okay, great. so. I loved him. Uh, He's did... five, seven, and three quarters since we're talking about a basketball movie. So they just rounded him up. They rounded him up. So did you know he plays the saxophone? I did not know he plays the saxophone. Sexy ass. You know what my favorite part of this movie is with him? Part where he shows his butt. Part where he shows that chocolate ass booty. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to I charge see you tickets. Looking over there. After next time, charge the tickets. And you know what? And I will pay. You tell me how much I sign my check over. Giggling under the covers. <laughs> so you give her boning in the room. Next, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he also briefly worked as a stand-up comedian at the beginning of his career. Okay. That's probably why that. his timing is so amazing. Mm-hmm. He also got started on Fresh Friends of Bel-Air. We didn't talk about that. I just said Ice Tray. No, oh, I didn't hear you. Oh. I'm sorry. That was his name in that, right? I don't remember what his, what his name was. He was Will's friend from mm-hmm. Philly. Yeah. Um, they just called him Trey after that. Yeah. yeah. He's got a new show called Ratchet coming out. I don't know nothing about it, but it's called Ratchet. Rashad was telling me about some show that it was like set in the 80s and he's like Wall Street. Could be it. I don't know, but I'll watch anything with him in it, so it doesn't really matter. There's something that I want to watch I have not seen, but it is already near and dear to my heart. So him. I don't think this is it. No. A young nurse at a mental institution becomes no. jaded, bitter, and downright monster to her patients. So uh, she's straight up Nurse Ratchet. No, that's not. That's not it. That's not the one. <laughs> I don't know what uh, Rashad's talking about, but that ain't the one. Uh, but Don Cheeto and uh, Cheech. Cheech Marin. They were in a show together, which was a spinoff. Of the Golden Girls called The Golden Place that came out in 1992 that I've never seen. Where everybody except Dorothy moves into like a hotel and they like run a hotel. And I think Don Cheadle is like the, he works at the front desk. Never seen it, but like to see it. I I wouldn't mind seeing that one. (laughs) And I found the show that Rashad was talking about. It's called Black Monday. Black Monday. So... We'll see what's up with that one. He's got two shows coming out. Yeah, damn. Dang, he's like working like uh, Terrence Howard. <laughs> he's taking roles from Terrence Howard. Taking roles from Terrence Howard. <laughs> well, he's picking them up, if anything. He didn't take it from him. He didn't take it from him. Terrence put it down. Well, Don was like, I got that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know black neighborhood. It's only so big. Give me so the ball. Big. Watch what I do with it. Right, yeah, man. Just give me the fucking ball, man. It's only so big, so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm out. Um, we knocked that out pretty quick. You're welcome, people. You're welcome. In and out. That's what a podcast is all about. <laughs> That's what a podcast all about. Trademark. <laughs> TM. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, 
Put that shit on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I got one last fact before we wrap this shit up. Okay. So the real goat, he died of heart failure yes, in he 1998. So he did live to see this movie and help collaborate on it. But he is no longer yeah, with 53 us. 53 years old, dude. Yeah. Much, died in much New York. too young. It is. Meanwhile, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is alive and well. Just chilling. We drove down Beverly uh, like six months ago and saw him just walking uh, with his wife uh, in uh, Larchmont Village. I was like, no shit. <laughs> That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. How do you know? Because he's peeking through the leaves. You can see him. He's taller than the trees. Yeah. Unmistakable. So I did look to see if the GOATS tournaments are still around, mm-hmm. and I could not find anything that stated that. that and then I also looked up his foundation, uh, Walk Away From Drugs, which also doesn't look like it's around anymore. So we all have to do our best to keep that alive in his honor. Mm-hmm. But I did find a... Z for the people. Uh, Semi-connected to this. I thought it was a pretty cool one. So since 1992, every summer, uh, over 100 kids get to spend their nights sleeping under the stars and riding horses and roping and campfire and all that fun camping stuff to do for children who are at risk Mm -hmm. or in low-income areas here in the L.A. County, and they do it for kids between the ages of 9 and 18 years old. And they get to hang out and stay on 20 acres of land. Nice. And this was all created by one of our actors here, uh, Glenn Terman, and his wife, Joanne, created this thing back in 1992. Like I said, he was a cowboy mm-hmm. in the rodeo, so he knows his shit. Get your butt out under the stars, son. Learn a thing or two. Learn a thing or two, and these kids have, and he's been doing it for almost 30 years. And That's great. Yeah, I saw this, and I was like, whoa, this is, this is really cool. It's just a little outside of... The city of Los Angeles, but there's 20 acres where children can mm-hmm. actually be on like a dude ranch. What's so, your team gonna do? We gonna make some s'mores <laughs> using white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is great that he would even do anything like this because, hey man, kids out there don't get to like go out and. Uh-huh. I experience things like this so thank, thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> DJ well and let, let them lead the way um but it is called whoa I thought I had it on here I think it was you're making the Forrest Whitaker face I am <laughs> cause I'm trying to remember what it was called Jesus <laughs> hold on hold on will you just I'll find it for you look it up cause my phone is going slow so I believe it's called like I don't even remember. Damn, Gina. Cut all of this out so I don't look as bad. No, I know you always say no and I that's can't. fucked up. I'm too No, I'm not t- talking about YouTube. YouTube people, you guys get the you get the raw. You get us raw. 
real. We live raw. Rough. We live rough, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm just going to fight it. I got you. I got you. Because I want to give them their props because this is pretty cool. And let them lead the way. What was your fucking... <laughs> He's been in the game for a long time. I can't find it. Will you give me a second? Because I found it. Click, delete all of this. Delete. You got to find a way back. I'm going to find it. Because he is... What is the charity called? Camp Giddy Up. There we go. So, yes. He is... The reason why these children get to go on to 20 acres and a mule. <laughs> 20 acres and a mule. They cut the they cut the acres in half. <laughs> yeah. You only got 20. But these kids get to go out there and do cool stuff during the summer here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So it is called Kitty Up. Giddy Up. Giddy Up. Like Giddy Up Horsey. Giddy Up Horsey. Foundation. Okay. So go there, donate your time, donate your money, donate your horse. I don't know. Donate your husbands, because they hooking everybody up. Because they here. hooking everybody out here. Because <laughs> they cowboys all out here. <laughs> and that is my Z for the people. Uh, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> My eyes were closed the whole time. <laughs> I'm going to come here and I'm going to have like a rap one or like, I'm going to try to change Can it. Can you do one to Sugar Hill game? I said a Z, people, a Z, a Z, for, for the people, the people are for Z in the rock, rock, baby, we go to give two foundations for kids. Needs work, fellas, needs work. <sighs> yeah, that did. Very sad. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Moving on. Just kidding. All right, let's wrap this shit you up. You gotta ask the little white kids in the hallway to sing like some brothers in the bathroom. white ghosts. <laughs> come on, kids, sing it. Sing it like we told you. Uh, come on, Mr. Clark. Very sad. Very sad. Side by side. Needs work, fellas. Needs work. <laughs> so we got a scene for you guys for next week. Uh, yes, we, we got do. another uh, episode of Basketball Month because it is my favorite sport. I love to run and dribble up and down the court. And uh, I love this movie. This was my favorite movie in high school of any movie ever, all the time. Watch this fucking movie. Uh, oh. that's, that's my shit right here. Okay. It's my thing. I don't just think outside the box. I tear it up. It's my thing right there. Tear yes. It. Zenobia fades back. <laughs> You're tired. I just fade. Right. So you ready to knock this out? We have not rehearsed this. No. Uh, but I'm ready. Are you ready? I guess I'm ready. Ready to perform right now. I fucked that up, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You know who you're playing, right? That's how much we haven't rehearsed. Yeah. We'll see if we start saying the same lines at no, the same no, time. No, no, you're Kyle. <laughs> okay, we start saying the same lines, mm -hmm. then yes, we are fucked. Okay. <laughs> All right. And here we go. Yo, hold up. I got to take a leak. 
Yo, we was just at your house. What the fuck's wrong with your plumbing? Man, you know my mom be bugging out? I had to get out of there. You see that? Word. Damn, G. I didn't know you was undercircumcised. Your dick looked like an anteater. <laughs> but it's so big. What, you been lifting weights with your thing, daddy? That big old dick. Yo, I've been lifting your mama with this dick. Now <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> fuck you, man. Hey, yo, Kyle. You think your mom remembers me? No disrespect, Kyle, but your mom got a fat ass. Just pow, you know what I'm saying? It's yo, like, yo, Bug, how do you expect me to piss when you're talking about my mom like that, man? Shut up. Oh, my bad. Talk about your father then. <laughs> <laughs> His dick is bigger than yours. I know that's like a lie, <laughs> All right, y'all, that is oh our God. scene. That was not bad shit. One and done. That's what? our scene for next week. We hope you guys know what movie that is. Another basketball movie from the 90s set in New York. That's as many clues as you it's need. better not be 96 again. I know it's going to be 96 <laughs> again. No, it's definitely not 96. It's and before. you know why. Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. You're right. <laughs> so we will see you guys right here next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. And we got a brand new guest. You never met him. Is he cute? Is he single? My dude... He's a good looking dude. He was, he's a high school friend. He was getting all the ladies back in the day. Is he fat and he's losing his hair now? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. That's what I always think of. <laughs> <laughs>